welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Colin Cunningham. And Justin DeClue, unfortunately, could not be with us this week due to scheduling conflicts because of TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, which is in Toronto. What the, um, hell, what the hell does he do for TIFF? How does he, why does he get to go to TIFF? I think he gets to see movies. Um, but filling in for him, we have a friend of ours who you may recognize from Red Letter Media, Jim Maxwell. Hi, I'm Jim Maxwell. Jim from Canada. Hi. It's very fitting that you're our first guest, Jim. Oh, well, thank you very much. We've it's, been trying to get you on for a long time. It's nice to be here. You've been holding out? For, yes. For money. Holding out for the worst movie possible. Money. That's right. <laughs> this I, is your idea, by the way. Yes. It was not my idea. It, it was what? your idea. <laughs> Okay, so you brought us, uh, well, you suggested that mm-hmm. we do this movie from, oh God, 2003. Um, well, this was the weird thing because we rented it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I think you did too. And it says 2010. So Oh, mine said 2003. It's 2003, but on iTunes it says 2010. Oh, so weird. I have a feeling it was the DVD release was 2010. Uh, okay. Or maybe it was just a mistake. It's possible, but we were horrified that this movie would come out in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> it's horribly dated. So the movie itself is Tiptoes. Oh, my God. It's possibly famous because it has Gary Oldman portraying a little person. It is a movie about little people. Mm. I don't know how. <laughs> was it you who told me about this movie? I, 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 I don't know. I thought it was you that brought it up. I, can't, I remember like maybe when we were working in VFX or something like that, you sent yeah. me the trailer or I sent you the trailer. The trailer is very funny and it's it's been around. Yeah, you just can't believe that no, somebody the, made this well, movie. Well, it, it seems like a funnier die sketch or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yes. Because it's, it's, it's set up like Gary Oldman in a Oscar bait performance. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's, and it... Oh, I don't know. It's it's like a like a Hallmark um, uh, TV drama yes, comedy yeah. or something. Especially like it seems that way. But that it's... trailer is super sappy. It's going for the like in a performance of a lifetime. Yeah, Gary Oldman. But you're just waiting in the trailer for like the needle to drop. It's like oh, it's, it's like a, funny exactly. or die or yeah, something, or and it never does. Go, and you're like, oh my god! But it's like real. 2003. I can handle that. If it was 2010, then I'd immediately, I, I'd be 100 percent convinced it was irony. Like the whole thing <laughs> was ironic. So, well, now Gary Oldman uh, won an Oscar for The Darkest Hour, a right? big transformation yeah. movie mm. with all this crazy makeup and body suits. And uh, they did not have that type of um, technology or budget to do that kind of thing for this movie. No, oh, I, I what mean, do you mean shorten them. What's that? Shorten him? No. <laughs> oh, I disagree because there is an effect shot that we'll talk about. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but mostly he's on his knees. Yeah. yeah. And what I, I thought immediately seeing it was, oh, this is, this is you know, uh, high caliber actor <laughs> Gary Oldman from Bram Stoker's Dracula fame and mm-hmm. uh, um, Immortal Beloved where he's like portraying Beethoven. Yeah. And then... <laughs> it's like, what's my next challenge? <laughs> it's, it's funny. I don't know what it says, but like, I mean, I didn't look at it a lot, but in the uh, the Wikipedia page for the movie, it, it says something like career slump. <laughs> it's like 2003 to 2005 or something like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think Matthew McConaughey was doing too well at this time either. No. I want to, I want to say that this is kind of uh, after... 
it was it a time to kill? And then he sort of Lincoln, had his moments. Lincoln Lawyer? Yeah, and that was he, his big breakout he role. He did like these dramas, and then he yeah. did a hard left to romantic comedy, which I think was after this movie. Yeah, and then I think uh, it was True Detective that kind of brought him back mm-hmm. uh, onto the, the right. sort of mainstream again. After all the rom-coms. And yeah, his career looked, was... Posters looked identical to exactly, each other. Exactly, yeah. It was like yep. they were leaning against one another. Uh, he was like in the Gerard Butler phase of his career. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate Beckinsale, is also in this movie she's the other lead and I thought that she was more successful than she was but then I looked her up her IMDb and Mm -hmm. she's not done very much she um, she looks like a baby in this movie she looks so young very young Yeah. but I guess her breakout was uh, it was Pearl Harbor I think right okay where she's um, Ben Affleck's girlfriend or yeah her and Josh Hartnett were the big kind of breakouts in that movie and then I don't think she did anything other than Underworld movies yeah the aviator Oh, she played she in that? Ava yeah, Gardner, Ava reminded me which of that. is a, probably a very small role, and she's <clears throat> lots of terrible Ava movies Gardner? like of uh, Van Helsing. Okay, um, she's in a rom com with John John Cusack called Serendipity that I know oh, very well, yeah. but it's the, it's not very good. Yeah, uh, I mean the the thing about this is the most impressive with Kate Beckinsale is the fact that I was like, oh wait a second, isn't she English? Because <laughs> yeah, she has a really right. thick English yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah. And, like I, I wasn't. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah, only halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) Only halfway through when I was horrified by the movie did I realize, wait a second, Kate Beckinsale has an English accent. If she could be horrified by anything, it's it's her accent. Mm. Wait, so this is like uh, Gary Oldman played Dracula. Mm-hmm. And Kate Beckinsale was in Van Helsing. That's right. Killing vampires. I don't know where I'm going with this. I think she was like a gypsy or something in that. Pardon mm, the whoa, expression. That's, oh, ouch. Uh, okay, well, you, you we'll, mean talk a about, we'll talk Isn't about that a Van derogatory Helsing. version of Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Van Helsing another time. We may have to do that someday. Okay, oh, so a brief synopsis of this movie Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale are, you know, young professionals. They're in love, they're having a good time. And, uh, uh, she gets pregnant and he's like, oh shit, I haven't told her, even though I'm living with her, that um, my twin brother is a little person and my whole family are little people. Mm-hmm. And so she's angry about this, but she meets the family. She integrates into his life, basically. And he acts like a jerk and Gary Oldman acts kind of nice to her. She has the baby. Matthew McConaughey leaves her. The end. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> What's funny because it's it's like a year goes by yeah. when they're dating before he mentions that like he's from a family of little people. Something you yeah. probably should bring up, especially where she's like, "Well, we talked about having kids," yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, but not right now." It's like <laughs> that's come on. It always means later with with guys like McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the movie opens up with like uh, he's going to some convention yeah, what is it the, the little, little people? people's defense league what is that what does that mean uh, are they like an armed militia that... well I don't know maybe <laughs> they, they need to be protected somehow <laughs> well maybe it's just like they fight for little people rights it's possible so yeah which is yeah. maybe not covered by the disabilities act and this is this is like a who's who of, of little, people little people actors that's right. yes, for sure although no Danny Woodburn I looked it up he was a Mickey on Seinfeld oh, he's okay. not in this movie how did he miss out so I, I really wanted to look this stuff up but I didn't get the chance to but I think the uh, little person from In Bruges is in this movie and I could be wrong and that that, that means I'm making a, a general statement and I apologize <laughs> Very for that possible. but the little person from the Red Room in Twin Peaks yes um, do you remember the actor's name? 
No, I don't. I just call him Samson because that's the backwards who he talking in. man. Yeah, he played exactly. in Carnival, yeah. but he's very talented. He's really good in it. Yeah, and um, he plays Matthew McConaughey's dad. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Gary Oldman's dad. And Thumbelina um, yeah. from Total, Total Recall. Recall. I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, but she's blonde and she's she was in one episode of Seinfeld as well. And uh, the most famous Peter Dinklage, right? Of course, who is an actual character in this movie, who should probably be playing the Gary Oldman. Yeah, role. That, that's what it was suggested when it came under fire. That, that why didn't they just have him? Do <laughs> yeah, and he has a he plays a big role and he plays a very dynamic, interesting character that's just like there mm. with with one of the worst French accents you've it ever is. ever heard. He's it's, not. He's he's a good actor. Yeah, it's, his his mastery of accents. I don't. It think. just it sounds like a be, cheesy like, French accent. It doesn't sound like a like a horrible accent. No, I was telling Jim. It sounds like <laughs> if you're doing a play in like grade three, and then your teacher <laughs> your teacher says that you're a French person. Yeah, exactly. It's like, ha, 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 Gives ha, you a ha, black ha. and white striped shirt and like a little pencil thin <laughs> mustache, and you've got a baguette. And, but it's it's bad. It's obviously bad. But he's he's really. Um, Whenever he's on screen, he's endearing. Mm-hmm. He's a you know? character. Yeah, like he, like you're immediately drawn to his eyes. Like he's got so much soul in his eyes. Yes, and, and you, know. you know he's really good looking in this movie. Yeah, I mean, was was going on. Okay, and there's on. a lot of scenes of him without his shirt on, especially, but... especially when he has the cornrows later on. Oh God! The... Well, <laughs> like Peter Dinklage on Game of Thrones doesn't really get to be um, sexy until yeah. like season five or something like that. <laughs> there's a bit at like the, be- the, the beginning, but then later he's just like he's basically like a slave for like half the show and he's all yeah he's got a beard and he's all like scraggly and this he's like riding on a motorcycle and he's got like does he have tattoos oh yeah he a lot does. of people he have does. tattoos in this movie he had like a uh, uh, shoulder tattoo I think it's like a cross or yeah. something yeah like and he's that. like smoking cigarettes but what is he drinking. he's like a, a, a communist or something he's a Marxist a Marxist right. okay <laughs> he's and always, he's always spouting yeah, political the yeah. revolution and he's always drinking this like what is it a mixture of like cough medicine or it's something like that morphine mixed with cherry Look here. Yeah, I he's think. like puking his guts out. But like, apparently, different scenes in the they, movie. they say that he has to take morphine to deal with like his aches and pains, but he also seems like an alcoholic. Yeah, right. Well, he is French. And he hooks up with uh, another probably alcoholic, mm-hmm. uh, Patricia Arquette, who's yeah. also in this movie. How far, how far would this have been from true romance, Patricia Arquette? This was Seems what? Like the two, same. When it's was not. True Romance? Like ninety three. I thought it was later than that. Oh, so it's that old. I can look it up. I thought. Uh, let's see. Well, it was after Pulp. Wait, before Pulp Fiction, so it was like nine. It was. Yeah, it'd probably be mid nineties, I think. Okay, okay. But you know what? Patricia Arquette's kind of ageless. It was ninety three. True there Romance. There she is. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so ten years after. She looks we, the same. We're not quite sure what her story is. She sort of like talks about her husband. She was married to like a truck driver or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and she's, they find her hit like she's hitchhiking, and Peter Dinklage picks her up. Yeah, she's this getting kicked right out. at the beginning of the movie. Well, yeah. first of all, we're like introduced to Gary Oldman and Peter Dinklage, and they're it looks like they're riding motorcycles to go to this uh, little people's defense uh, party or yeah. something like that, and <laughs> Gary Oldman to hide the fact that it's a, a tall person. Uh, and it has this huge big contraption that he sits in. Yeah, it's like a kind of it's to hide him from the waist like, down, like a soapbox derby kind of it, it's motorcycle. It's this weird motorcycle chopper slash car hybrid. Yeah. It's almost like a sidecar if the sidecar <laughs> yeah. was the motorcycle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they, they always have him in the foreground, Peter Dinklage in the background. So it's, mm-hmm. I don't really know if they're trying to do a forced perspective situation. But uh, <sighs> it, I mean, for those scenes, I, I thought it always worked. 
Like I never really questioned outside of the fact that I know Gary Oldman isn't a little person. <laughs> but the, the, the proportions weren't right. Well, they did oh. some, uh, I was sort of reading afterwards that they had done, uh, it was like an interview with Patricia Arquette and she said uh, Gary Oldman had some like head appliances on, oh, okay. uh, which kind of makes sense, I guess, to enlarge his head. Well, okay, he, his head lo- actually looks, I thought it kind of looked smaller, but they've they've given him... Uh, like, they've given him like giant sort of shoulder pads. He has like yes. a hunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had he has a shoulder hunch. Yeah. Right. And, and initially I thought, um, did they just do a really bad job and they just stuck a towel under his coat or something <laughs> like that? But then, then you know, as the movie goes, like you're actually educated on the fact that people who have uh, dwarfism, I don't know what the actual syndrome is called. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, have. I think Matthew McConaughey mentions it. They have like uh, uh, over oversized overabundance of muscles, musculature mm. for oh, their okay. bones or something like yeah. that. So they're something constantly, about, yeah, they're constantly in pain. Yeah, so they have to take morphine all the time. But he had, but they obviously it was like okay, they've given Gary Oldman a limp. Yeah. to compensate for the fact that he's walking on his yeah, knees yeah, the entire yeah. movie. Yeah. He's got a cane the entire time. Yeah, yeah, if he was just a normal, you know, sort of didn't have any issues, he would be walking on his knees and it would look weird. So yeah. they're like, okay, give him a cane. Make him have a limp. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't <laughs> help thinking every time I saw Gary Oldman that that uh, like outside of the hair, if, if they gave him a slight haircut, he'd still kind of like Jim Gordon from the Nolan Batman <laughs> films. Doesn't look much different. Yeah, right. it's like the mustache yeah. and I the guess glasses. Maybe they like. Uh, I think it was under his wig. Maybe they enlarged his head a bit or something right, like that. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, and then uh, the wig IMDb, had extra head. In IMDb, it said he yeah his pants were worn very high and tight. Exactly. Yeah, just to make him look smaller. But you, uh, like you know, we talked about it, uh, Colin. You and I had talked about um, the walking on the knees to yeah, yeah. suggest the the idea that he's a little person. And there's that one scene <laughs> in the hallway of the hotel. Or the, mm-hmm. I think it's when he's going to see his girlfriend. Yeah. When, he, when he's sort of walking towards camera. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, you know, they've, whatever, they've cloned out the carpet in the hallway. Yeah, they so digitally they removed his legs. But, the but then there's leg. this, yeah, there's this like terrible like seam roto line. Yeah, you like, can frame see it per frame like per frame. breathing. Yeah. yeah. Like in between yeah, his legs. Perfect way of putting it. It's because he's under, he's walking under all these hallway lights. And yeah. I have a feeling that it was casting all these multiple shadows right. in every which direction. Yeah. So they've kind of badly patched in <laughs> the carpet. And then his, his little, he's like, he has these shoes glued to his knees. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like the way it is the whole movie. Yeah. It looks like they're kind of like morphing and like doing weird twists and warps and yeah. stuff like that. It's very funny. It's like, it's passable. I mean, all the, all the sort of, uh, special and onset practical effects are pretty passable. I mean, there's one, yeah. one scene where he's sitting on the couch with Kate, Kate Beckinsale <laughs> mm-hmm. and his, his, his legs. <laughs> there's two couch shots in the yeah, movie. Yeah, his legs look like they're stuffed with newspaper <laughs> or like, like Muppet legs. <laughs> they're like really rounded. If you Google the image, uh, just Gary Oldman tiptoes, it'll probably come up. He's talking to Kate Beckinsale. He's sitting on a couch with his little, his little fake puppet legs. Yeah. <laughs> And all I could think of was Kermit the Frog yeah, exactly. sitting on the log, singing like Rainbow <laughs> Connection. And he's clearly, they've clearly hollowed out the couch. So he's sitting inside. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're not even like bent at the knee, like real legs. They're, little kinda, legs. they're kind of just yeah. curved. It's like when you're like a kid and you <laughs> okay. stuff like a pair of pants with newspaper. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, the, the movie is, is, it's not bad. I mean, it, as I said, it's passable, but it's, you know, this... 
this movie's kind of shot a bit like the Muppet movie. It's all like waist up, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like hide the puppeteers. Uh, low yeah. angle, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. You have to, because you're, again, you're, you're trying to hide Gary Oldman's you know, legs. So you need that one shot of him like full body walking down the hallway to really like sell, sell it. People yeah. who are going, oh, they're just trying to hide his legs. Yeah. And then they see that shot and they're like, oh my God, yeah. maybe he is. But it's like person. with today's technology, they, they do a perfectly, you know, blended CG version of it, which wouldn't be as exciting because there's like way more left to the imagination when you know no, they would like, it's like the movie Alien. You they don't would see Alien that much. <laughs> they would like stick his head on like a little person's yeah, exactly. body or something Mask. like that. Like yeah. that movie Little Man. Oh God. Well, there is a Bollywood movie that I saw a trailer Ooh. for on Netflix about a short a guy who well I don't know if it's quite a person with dwarfism, but they basically just digitally shrunk him and wow. made him short and. Uh, it looks really cheesy, but better than Tiptoes. Oh, they did one of those like uh, Snow White movies. I think I don't know if it was like the no, it wasn't the Huntsman. Snow White and the Huntsman. But there was another mirror, like, mirror, the Julia Roberts one. Yeah, and then they had that. like Nick Frost and uh, Ian. You're McShane. right, and they shrunk everyone. They huh. did something. They put their heads on little people's. Oh, weird. Little people should have uh, just went time bandits. Do I say mm-hmm. little people actors or little actors? Just little people, little people I guess. actors. But you know what? I think that this proves that Hollywood was and still is kind of prejudice against putting little people in major roles yeah. because they're like, oh, well, they're not a big name. Who mm. cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman <laughs> did not need to be in this movie at all. Yeah. And uh, that might have been because I think a lot of his scenes were cut. Mm. We don't even get to know him as a character. So it's no. like, yeah. why even have a name actor playing this character? That's such a good point because <laughs> Gary Oldman... Um, like you know, I saw the the trailer and I thought he was the star. Obviously, mm. Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale are going to pull some focus, but I thought he was sort of the main star of the film. And it, when I got to the end of it, I was like, no, he was more like a a sort of side character, yeah, like R two D two. Ooh, well, yeah, but we know more about R two D 2s history and where he came from. Yeah, <laughs> we really all we know about Gary Oldman is that he has an on again off again relationship with the. Uh, the blonde lady who I found out later was actually a porn star in real life. Um, but they're oh. not even really, cause like he goes and visits her and she's, she's having another guy burst in who she's having a relationship with. And he's just like, I don't even know why I went to see you. Also, also he has a Southern accent trying to sound like Matthew McConaughey. Possibly. Match the, he, yeah. yeah. He can't the, make the British guy have the Southern accent. <laughs> McConaughey can't have like a, also, not, I kind of felt accent. like Kate Beckinsale kind of had a little bit of a twang too. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, the, the I have a feeling people. if you like hung around yeah, with exactly. like at, Matthew McConaughey, on you you'd start like mimicking his accent. All right, it's like, let's take so our glad shirts. to be in this movie. Oh, let's take our shirts. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, they're supposed to be twins, but Gary Oldman's actually like eleven years older <laughs> yeah, than him. Yeah, so much older. and he looks older. Yeah, you know? he does not look like this is primo McConaughey. Yeah, this is prime beef. Speaking of which. <laughs> Remember that scene where he comes back from the little people's defense? He hasn't told Kate Beckinsale at this point. He keeps making excuses like, oh, I got to do a family thing. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes back. She's in bed. And then he's, you know, taking his suit off and stuff like that. And he strips down to his tidy whiteies. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the the McConaughey abs. Unnecessary. Well, the, the lighting, dude. You his, see his package. You see every detail. Well, he's wearing his, underwear. When, when you do a shot like that, like make sure the underwear is like I don't know, nice and clean, and like you know, sort of like 
catalog magazine sort of quality, but yeah. it, it it just looks gray. They were like tidy whiteies. Yeah. Were, it was like a dead shark color. <laughs> like just old like granny pants that have been lying around. Yeah, yeah. but you see you see everything in the, and it's very distracting. And then he puts on a mouth guard. Oh, did he? Yeah. I'm like, what the is he putting that. in his mouth? Yeah. Um, well, one thing I wanted to talk about <laughs> the beginning of this movie is the font for the credits. Did oh, anyone yeah. remember this? Yes. It's normal font, but then one letter will be outrageously stretched. Yeah. What's really, up with that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Trying to be um, stylish. Well, if that's the cute. case, then wouldn't one be shor- shorter? You'd think it was mm. wider, so it's like tiptoes, and the O is re- is like the size of three letters. It's like squashed down. This is a real kerning question. I, I know. I appreciate <laughs> I, I know. all typefaces and font, you know, <laughs> uh, situations like that. But I, I mean, I can't get over the fact that this movie is called Tiptoes, which is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's because right. That suggests that little people are always on their tiptoes because they need to rise up. To maybe, speak to regular, maybe, like normal around. blah blah people. Yeah, do, I don't do know. Do you walk around people on your t- like you know you're walking on eggshells or something? It has nothing to do with anything in the movie, unless it's like Matthew McConaughey has been tiptoeing around the fact exactly. that he has a, a a little people family. But yeah, because he's a great a shit lord. Yeah, he's a horrible <laughs> character he's an in, this in this movie. Like, there's no redeeming qualities about him whatsoever. No. It's strange. I mean, it's it's like it's got that weird energy where, like, uh, you know, I, the only analogy I can make for this, so because uh, you know, plot wise, he he's a terrible person. He can't handle having. Uh, a little person baby. Yeah. So he disappears and he like basically abandons it, comes back and then he's like, no, I'm gone for good. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's it's like bad energy, sort of Hollywood stuff that doesn't work that you sort of feel in like deleted scenes from movies. Tons. And and it's, it, it reminds me kind of of that bad sort of awful energy of like Joey dating Rachel and friends. Do you know what I mean? Like it just I feels really wrong. Yeah, I never watch friends, but yeah. Well, does. he does, it's like, because it's almost like this is supposed to be the main character. This is the hero that we love in the movie. And he's just a jerk for most of the movie. And then he disappears in the third act altogether. Yeah. But yeah. I have a feeling that he couldn't handle any baby, not a little person. Mm, yeah. Baby. I think that you was, think he's I think that was his excuse. shitty father. So he's like, you know, he's trying to explain to Kate Beckinsdale. It's like, you know, dwarfs are going to have all these problems growing up. You know, yeah. they have to be on morphine, blah, 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 blah. So like, let's not have this kid. We can yeah. adopt. Uh, and then she sort of, you know, uh, Gary Oldman, she finally meets Gary Oldman and, uh, he brings her to their family to meet like the parents and stuff like that. And she kind of gets comfortable with the idea of having like, a dwarf al- child. Almost immediately. She's, she's on board like very fast. Yeah. Right. Uh, and oh, then there's that great line where it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, she keeps using the word midget mm-hmm. and, and Matthew McConaughey, even though he's supposed to be an asshole, he's like, no, no, we don't use that word. You know, and he goes on about that. And then she finally says, they're, they're, sorry, not to derail the conversation. No, no. Um, they go to that party, mm-hmm. and uh, Matthew McConaughey invites people from his, like, whatever, firefighter he's like, work. He's like a fireman, so he, he's sort of like, training. what is he, away on, a, uh, like, a week-long kind of firefighter like a trainer? Yeah. I think he's like a, an instructor. Right. Sort of. Fire. Like safety hazard instructor or something. And uh, so he invites these two women. I don't know why he's inviting these two women I, to I the party. I don't know. But it's not clear. Yeah, and, and anyway, so so Kate back in cell seasons, and she's like, "Hey, babe, whatever," and he's like, "Hey, you know." And he introduces the two women to Kate Beckinsale, and one of the women says, um, "Wow, there's a lot of midgets at this party," 
And Kate Beckinsale corrects her and says, they're not midgets. They like to be called little people. Uh-huh. And then Matthew McConaughey says, look at you brushing up on the terminology as if it's this great feat she's achieved. It's yeah. like, whereas like a scene earlier, she was just like midget, midget, midget. midget, midget. midget. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm angry. Yeah, yeah. she showed up. She was she a horrible up. person. First of all, uh, in one of the opening scenes, it's revealed Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsdale live together. She's a, a artist. Yeah. And it opens, yeah. It opens, the scene opens on her painting uh, I swear to God, this painting, this canvas is like 20 feet wide yeah. and like 20 feet high. And it's just these horrible roses she's painting. Yeah, I mean, it. it's kind of like squirrely, circular, pink and white <laughs> like sort of things that are yeah, supposed to be roses. And it's it just, just looks like wallpaper. Like yeah, it just wallpaper. looks like a, like a, someone took a stamp and just went across. <laughs> yeah. And it belongs in did. a shopping mall. <laughs> yeah, it it's not even good enough for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> buy this. But it's like, uh, so it's sort of established that she's a painter, and it's mm-hmm. like clearly... It's really successful. She says it pays the bills. She's That's that right. good at yeah, it. Yeah, but they live in the, like a loft, so you're thinking, okay, is this her kind of artist loft? But it he's... kind of must be, because she would have a space like that. He wouldn't have a... A firefighter wouldn't live in this where... Well, maybe it was a firehouse. <laughs> an old, fi- an old a, firehouse? A warehouse. Actually, where, where, where do they live? Where does this take place? I don't oh, know. I, I was I getting no like an LA, not LA, yeah, but a California yeah. I was too busy like taking everything else in. I wanted I to say San Francisco, but we would have known it was oh. San I didn't. I don't remember any any hills. But I was getting like, a, I don't know, um, some, some somewhere in California. Like New York State or something. But I don't know. <sighs> but like she could not afford that place. I don't think no. I like you know maybe he could. Who's buying her art? I don't think I don't firefighters so do that well. Uh, maybe. If you're a firefighter, tweet at us and give us your T four. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think they've really been together that long. Like, no, I think it's it's been I think like two years. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. If they're living together, they probably didn't just move in right away. They've yeah. they're living together. They've already talked about having kids. You know, they're having sex all the time, including with protection and sometimes without which oh, is how they got wah, pregnant wah. and it opens with a, <laughs> a blow job so maybe they are still in the beginning of their relationship because they're all over each other but then she's like we talked about this like you said you wanted to have kids and he goes yeah but not right now I, mean, I meant like 20 years from it's now like, baby dude, you guys are clearly like in your 30s maybe I don't know how old they're supposed yeah, to be yeah I don't know he looks like he is I don't know how old she, she is she could be like 22 she looks really sure outfits <laughs> in this yeah. movie I don't know what her style is. It's like the sort of bohemian trash kind yeah. of juggalo. She's got she's got um, a tea stamp. <laughs> yep. That's the same scene we were just talking about I of her painting opens... the roses. I think it op- does it open on the tramp stamp? Yeah, I think she kind of bends over to, to camera immediately. Yeah. Uh, and you see the tramp, and I was like, oh, tramp stamp. No, it's very dated. And then she's oh, wearing yeah. these sort of like... I don't know. Pajamas? Pajama pants. Yeah, yeah. but very like, With, like low skulls rise. skulls on them. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's a real... she's an artist. Cho- yeah, that's a real choice by the costume designer, the art director. They put bad tattoos on this character. Yeah. She has long brown hair and then the ends are like dyed red. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like, okay, maybe it was popular at the time, but they made a choice to make her look really kind of trendy and bohemian. She wears these ridiculous hats. Like, yeah, it, is it supposed to make her look, I don't know, less credible or something? I, or like it, silly? Like, like she's, he's too good for her or something like um, that? I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Her wardrobe, her wardrobe, <laughs> I don't know. Her wardrobe reminds me of, like, that shitty band, The Spin Doctors. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, 
and it like she keeps changing her hairstyle and one of her hairstyles looks like sort of a cross between like uh like mickey mouse and like bram stoker's like very old man dracula Dude, yes like it's like the big balls on the top the it's too big even for sailor moon hair it's yeah just two gigantic just balls on her head that's when she goes to the the little person uh party yeah yeah, yeah. So, so yeah like he's leaving for work and then she she starts pulling down his pants to give him a oh blow job God. and it's just like Oh, this isn't the first. I, five it's like when I want to stare at the painting, like that scene <laughs> where I just can we just show more of the yeah. painting? Please? I think he denies her. I think he's like. Well, he no, says, "I gotta, I gotta go. go," but I have a feeling that's just because he's facing the painting and he just doesn't want to stare at it yeah, for like exactly. two minutes. Yeah. Or like, like the, the painting's turning him off. He's like, "Oh, baby, like, I, don't I gotta, do this to me I right gotta now. Go. I gotta don't go. do this to, this to me right now. It's so she, shit." So it's like later in the movie, they uh, after he finds out that she's pregnant. He, he gets really angry and he goes off in a huff and then yeah. cuts to him at the training and he's training all these firemen. He's being a total asshole to this one guy, like calling mm. like a fat ass and like, like yelling at him. Yeah, yeah. And then the, uh, the sort of taller blonde girl comes over to him and like, you know, you asshole, what's yeah. wrong with you? And then Kate Beckinsdale just shows up. She walks in. <laughs> She's got like a sleepy old man cap, like yeah, from like the night before Christmas. She's wearing the pajama pants. There is there is a story. She's wearing the same pajama pants. Oh my she, god, is it that cap? Is that the cap? It's that hat. Oh, okay, shit. so we were this reading. This is after Gary Oldman showed up at the, her her place, and and she was like, "What? You're his brother?" Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this is what she it's revealed. It, you know, and she's like, "You never told me like your brother was a midget and blah blah blah." And he's like, "We don't use that term." Mm-hmm. And then uh, so she's wearing this hat, and yeah. I don't know how to describe it. It's something you'd wear. It's like. The gathering of the juggalos. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like a kind of jester's toque. Like it has mm-hmm. three kind of tendrils with like pom poms. Right. And it has a uh, old timey sleeping cap, kind of. Yeah. The yeah. long, the long, uh, like tail. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, hat. yes, yeah. yeah. But like, but three <laughs> yeah. kind of pom poms. And she's like, an artist. What the hell is up with this hat? And then, uh, so we looked up, uh, like, uh, trivia about yeah. this. And I, I sort of looked up the backstory of this movie. And the director had <laughs> said that Kate Beckinsdale would only sign on to do the movie at scale. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. it was like an indie movie if she could wear her lucky hat in the movie. And I'm assuming it's this because. And then the director agreed. And then the producers were, were <laughs> like, can she take that hat off? And during a very dramatic scene, too. Yeah. Right? And it the, makes no sense. Yeah. The producer. So apparently the director, uh, <laughs> the director's father-in-law lived next to the creator of Cops, the TV show Cops. Uh and he and his wife were rich from cops and were looking to like invest in movies and right. actually funded this movie. Yeah. So it was the, the cops creator's wife that came over to the director during this shot and said like, she has to take that hat off. Yeah. He was trying mm-hmm. to explain, no, this is her lucky hat. It's the only reason like we, we have her. Yeah, I don't think that hat like is a lucky hat. It's done a lot for her career. No, it's rid- it's absolutely ridiculous like it's d- looking. It's distracting. It's like in this the movie. opposite of a yeah. lucky hat because her career just went down the shitter. It's like yeah. a snowboarding hat, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And maybe it was popular at the time. But the director says that that led to a rift between him and the producers, uh, which led to him being fired from this so movie. So it was all because of all this because terrible of this hat. hat, this terrible toque. And so really, it's Kate Beckinsale's fault. She should have been mature enough to be like it's just a hat yeah but, but so no. maybe she was a lot younger back then so well, she didn't wear it in pearl harbor i don't think <laughs> every every time i think of kate back <laughs> career now i'm just gonna think shitty hat it's a period piece she didn't wear it in pearl harbor. <laughs> it's a period uh, piece. michael i've got to wear my lucky hat in pearl a- harbor aviator i gotta wear the lucky hat uh she's always Van Helsing. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> All the, you know why? Because like, every other movie was a period piece that she was in. Yeah, and it's like, and then somebody just takes her aside and like, Kate, 
maybe it's not a lucky hat. Yeah. Because your, your career is in a terrible spot. The, the dialogue in this, I mean, it's, it is sort of so bad. It's good in places <laughs> that, that, oh God, it's just so stiff. Like It's cheesy for yeah, sure. Yeah. And just, they have so many bedroom scenes, like with low, you know, dark lighting and everything. And it's, mm. it's so gross. And at one point she's like, is that, is it that big a deal if our child is a dwarf? And Matthew McConaughey says, it's not something you just walk into. Like, like <laughs> That's a really weird thing, way to it put is. it. And I, walk I think, into. I, I think, I, I can't tell if it's after that or before that, but like they have this gross scene where they're like eating each other's faces, essentially. Mm-hmm. And just like the audio is so loud. <laughs> Ew. And it's like this flat, horrible, callous dialogue followed by like just... Kissing, gross, eating well, the noises. The thing about, like, it's not yeah. something you just walk into. Later, he says, we should just adopt and not have kids. So, essentially, what he's saying is, if you're going to have a baby who is has dwarfism, you should plan it. But also, don't plan it. Just don't have one. Yeah. And In fact, just don't have any baby. Yeah. yeah and when the baby is born, he flips out this- in the hospital. <laughs> well, we have to talk about the cut, the transition. So, like, uh, they decide to get married she meets. Um, she meets the parents. She meets the parents. Her parents meet, and then his her parents. parents come over. Her dad is played by Chad Everett uh, right. from Mulholland Drive. Right. He's the the older actor that Naomi Watts has to do the audition with. Mm-hmm. So there's and two Lynchian character actors yeah. in that scene. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god! Because <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey's father was in Twin Peaks. Right. This is almost like a David Lynch film. It kind of is. Oh, yeah. I wish it was. Uh, <laughs> and then you, you kind of you know it, they're meeting. You know, the fan, you think, oh, God, they're going to say something, you know, terrible. And then the mom does the, the fake out. She says, okay, I don't want to seem prejudiced, but... Yeah. You, know, and like, you think it's like she's prejudiced against little, little people. people. And, yeah. and then uh, she says, well, you have to get married at a Jewish wedding. And everybody sighs. And they think, oh, the <laughs> fake out. <laughs> Cut to they're yeah. married. They're getting married. In the park? Uh, yeah, just a, just a random park. Oh, you know what? It's probably the same field that he was doing that firefighter demonstration in earlier. Just probably. set-wise. <laughs> that looked like a quarry or something. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember it being a quarry when they got married. I don't know. (laughs) But then like Peter Dinklage and Patricia Arquette are kind of, they're not even at the wedding. They're just observing it from a distance. (laughs) So her, speaking of outfits, her outfits in this movie. Okay. Another character with insane fashion sense. Patricia Arquette is like on another planet. Yeah. She's wearing, she has cornrows with braids, with beads, and And is often wearing a a bandana. Yeah. A jean Which is open to all the world to see. And lots of like leg warmers, like hand warmers. Yeah. Wrist warmers. She's all sorts of like uh, presented as supposed to be another free spirit. Yeah, I guess. The the crazy one. Kind of like a mix of like Madonna and Cindy Lopper, and, <laughs> yes. and, 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 and like and just a roadkill with like Bo Derek's hair. From yeah, 10. Ugh, yeah, gross. so gross. But then like Peter Dinklage also has cornrows <laughs> in the scene. Yeah, so it's like they've been together so long that you know she's given him cornrows oh. and he's looking over and they're just like making out and talking and, about and the drinking wedding. like out of like a solo cup, I believe. <laughs> like <laughs> to say, I think they might be codependent yeah. the alcohol. I, I love that scene because they're getting uh, evicted from the hotel. And uh, the the hotel manager is like, he comes up the stairs and and so that, you know, the camera's like focused on him coming down the balcony, going like room to room to room. And he's looking at the, like he's supposed to be the manager of the hotel, but he's looking, the actor decided to improvise (laughs) and uh, as if he was counting like the numbers of the hotel room doors as if. 
but but it plays like he doesn't know where he is. Like yeah. he doesn't, <laughs> he he doesn't know didn't. his own hotel. <laughs> but he's like trying to kick them out, and then Peter Dinklage is like he pulls a gun out. He's yeah. he's sort of hiding behind the the uh, door yeah. off to the side, and he's like, oh, get rid of them to Patricia Arquette, and then he. Like, pulls a gun yeah. out and it's he's like, like waiting who is this guy in case he has to there's a lot of really poor weird choices in this it uh, feels well, like it was shot on a weekend uh, well speaking of which it was apparently originally supposed to be more of a comedy which yeah. makes sense when you kind of look at these set pieces and scenes for example the um, the little person party it's like a pool party kind of hosted by David Alan Greer another name that's in this movie it kind of looks like a cheap James Brown he looks yeah, like he's cosplaying as James Brown yeah. but for some reason he knows all these little people he was at the convention earlier and it's like this wild and crazy party and then the girl the ex-girlfriend of Gary Oldman ends up having sex with him in this like glass room like in front of everybody so it's like whoa crazy and he, he bursts in and it's kind of like a wacky you know uh, incident mm-hmm, yeah. and then cut to like Kate Beckinsale and Matthew McConaughey talking seriously about their the future of their baby it's just yeah. like it, there's a weird it's a oh, weird tonal th- mishmash same with the scene earlier where Gary Oldman gets beaten up by the the guy who is same same girl the, the, the blonde blonde woman who is a porn star in real life she all these shenanigans are happening around her yeah. and it's like that could have been part of a much funnier more dynamic movie yeah it's like it's like constant inconsistent wrenching moods yeah yeah all over the place matthew mcconaughey he's like a kind of he doesn't go into the comedy he's in a very very serious drama yeah for sure he's always such an asshole whereas like everybody else is kind of in their own other movie without him and it's like every scene that he's in is like is from a different movie tonally that's such a good point because I was just going to say that it feels like he left the set like (laughs) 10 times to go work on four other different (laughs) movies So that, you yeah. know, like there's one with like... Um, okay, uh, what are we doing here? Is yeah, this like, this is the drama, right? With the exactly. midgets? Okay. We're Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, Matthew. That's the thing. We know he can do comedy. Yeah. But I think that maybe they were getting different direction because the director <laughs> was, was fired. Was fired, yeah. maybe. Because okay, that was apparently his original vision. And then I think that the film got completely recut by the studio. The studio, yeah. And they made so. it 90 minutes, which is a blissfully <laughs> fast 90 minutes. But I feel like we got half a movie. It's like yeah. all the connective tissue is gone so yeah. I think he turned in uh, first of all the director Matthew Bright he did a movie called Freeway which I haven't seen it I think it's Reese Witherspoon and uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland is it good I haven't seen oh, it okay. but I remember I talked about this on uh, Twitter and Jay said oh my god this guy's movies are really kind of wacky and out there kind of indie movies makes sense and uh, so he turned in a 150 minute cut of this movie and I think it premiered at uh, the Buntnomathon or something yeah it was like yeah. Harry Knowles yeah, yeah. Uh, in Austin or whatever like that and it was 150 minutes and then he was immediately fired wow. uh, after yeah. this premiered and then the producers came in with their own this is the cops guy came yeah. in with their own editor and cut it down to 90 minutes. And it, apparently Peter Dinklage was really disappointed with that and loved the original director's cut. Yeah, yeah. what did he say? It was like, uh, it was beautiful. Yeah. Or something like well, that. Well, it probably wasn't like amazing, but it was probably, a, like I said, totally a different movie. And Maybe it actually had some tone to it. Uh, well, yeah. Like, I, a consistent tone, anyway. It's, it's tough with a movie like this, which is often a lot of these movies that we end up talking about, is that 
you have to try and imagine what the original uh, like <laughs> movie was. And I think, I think what they were going for was Matthew McConaughey is the straight laced brother mm. and Gary Oldman is the kind of crazy, like bad boy brother. And like, isn't it interesting how they have this dynamic, but it's also about what it's like to live as a little person and what it's like to be born into a family of little people and yeah. how he's like, you know, how he's kind of wrestling with those two parts of himself because all the wacky shenanigans are surrounding Gary Oldman. Right. And yet uh, we don't get, get anything about his character. It seems like all his stuff got cut out and Maybe, there's a yeah. little bit mm. ar- around and we've got all the drama from McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale. It's, it's so weird. All his stuff is so wooden, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny because all the, the comedy stuff isn't funny. Like the purposeful comedy stuff is no, not funny. not really. And all the drama stuff is hilarious. It's, because it's you, so terrible. Because you get lines like Kate, uh, Kate Beckinsale saying, I'm not one of those crazy anti-abortion people. Uh-huh. Matthew McConaughey responds, having a fucked up baby is no bed of roses, Carol. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no bed of roses. Like, I can appreciate the fact the fact that like a film like this will bring, you know, like the, the little people community together because mm-hmm. you know what you know what kind of work is there for them out there in like a Hollywood movie. So so that's that's a bonus point there, but but then they just go and insult yeah, well, you know, <laughs> those people throughout the whole film. Well, Matthew McConaughey is like the the voice piece for like anti-vaxxers out there. Basically, he's basically saying like we should not be having children, and I'm angry that you got pregnant, even though it's his fault too. He's an yeah. insane person in this movie, and yeah. they kind of, so he's right, like a sociopath. Yes, and major anger okay. issues. Yeah, I want to tell you about the transition. So oh, we go through we go from the wedding, and everybody's really happy. You know, and Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale get in their uh, car. They're going to drive off uh, as newlyweds. And then she's like, wait, wait a second. She sees Gary Oldman uh, mm-hmm. over and like goes over and like says something to him and then like kisses him on the mouth. Sensually. It's so inappropriate. And you're like, where did this come They've from? They've had two scenes together. Yeah. And she Basically. says something like, you know, I think you're really terrific or you're really wonderful mm-hmm. or something. And she like just kisses him on the mouth. Which and is, I just looked at April like, whoa. It, there's weird. a quality of it where like. It's like like a pity kiss or something. Like I yeah. feel bad for you, so I'm gonna I, yeah, like give you this like big sexy kiss, and it's just gross. But it's kind of like not really set up that they're interested or, yeah. or something. The movie is trying to tell us that she's interested in him. She because he was nice to her, but we didn't even get really get that impression. But he all those scenes have, of, have been cut out. He probably. basically just introduced himself and talked a little bit about about him, him his life. Yeah, and, and then that's he goes on. It. Then he goes on 4chan and becomes an insult. <laughs> Gary Oldman? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all his character development scenes got cut out, I guess. It's so she goes yeah. back to the car and we're like, we leave this happy, happy scene. And it transitions right to the uh, the hospital, which it's like yeah. a, a little person doctor. I don't know if it's well, like a special they had, hospital. They had like a, a, a pre-scene to sort of set that up saying, you know, there are certain things you have to follow and go through. and I Like protocols. Yeah, I think and... there was some talk about the, that doctor being the... Oh, the, I see. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a no, wasn't person like, hospital. Yeah, exactly. No, he was person. like a specialist. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, he was a dwarf himself. Yeah. And, Might have been uh, just a very short person. Yeah, so she's like, Kate Beckinsale is in the recovery room with the baby and the baby's like screaming its head off. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey looks yeah. like He's been on a seven-day bender. His eyes oh are my like. God. Remember his makeup? Yeah, totally. He's like sweaty. He looks ill. 
yeah. ill. His eyes are just all puffy, and he's got this red, like, raw makeup around his he's eyes. He's sweating. <laughs> he looks like a psychopath. Yeah. Like, he looks like he's going to murder this child. Yeah. And I was really... This oh, scene like, is so creepy. Yeah, it was like I totally tensed up. And just, then, he, then he like punches the door. He punches a hole punches through the a door. Hole in right the door. through the door. It's like, Matthew McConaughey, this is not your house. This, this is a government building. Yeah, it's, Matthew McConaughey, this is not your role. Get out of this movie. <laughs> You're in the wrong movie. And he's like, I'm, I'm filming like 10 movies this week. I forgot. Which yeah, one? And isn't the doctor like, are you okay? No, he, are you going to be the, okay with this? The doctor says, is, is there anything you need? And he uh. says, all I need is new chromosomes. <laughs> Put that line in the trailer. And then, then he asks, can I hold the baby, right? Yeah. And he's like, can I hold him? Yeah. And she's this, just like, she's like, she's like he looks like a serial killer. And you can see it in her eyes that she's worried that yeah. something's going to happen. And then I, w- I was terrified in this scene. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm no expert on this. Uh, I, I can't imagine you guys are uh, either, but... Um, so the you know the biggest plot hole in the movie is that both parents you know to have a little person as a child mm-hmm. despite you know hereditary genes whatever mm-hmm. you can't have a little person as a child if if both parents aren't little people I th- I right. thought I thought you could well I'm pretty sure there's lots of cases of twins where one has dwarfism and one doesn't like what is depicted in this movie right mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure so but the idea is that like Matthew McConaughey essentially is a carrier of this gene right it just didn't uh, you know it just didn't develop in the same he's the, the same only way. one in his family that that isn't that a dwarf isn't, but he still yeah. has it genetically but, I but guess I, I guess the point is that mm. like the both parents have to be. One has to be a little person. Carriers, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, technically, he is a dwarf because he's uh, Gary Oldman's twin brother. That's true. Little people can have non-little people um, children, too. Oh, children, yeah. If I've learned anything from this movie, yes. Mm. Well, I mean, this is definitely an education. (laughs) Why are we talking about this? This is a wacky comedy. So so after they give birth... Oh God. Kate Beckinsale is in the in the in the warehouse, like taking care of this screaming child, and and Matthew McConaughey's freaking out, not clearly not doing anything and not helping. No, he's just pissed off. And yeah, and he's just like basically saying like, why haven't you made this child you know quiet. be quiet? And yeah. she's like, well, I gave him his medicine, but it doesn't always work. You're yeah. just gonna have to you know be patient. And he's just like screaming at at her. Yeah, and, and it's an ama- amazing scene in one of the best lines of the film. Not the best line, which we'll come to. But uh, he, he screams, he's a dwarf. I'm, I'm a, dwarf. a dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on this big rant. Because about she, keeps, just say it. she keeps saying, oh, it's just his condition. You know, he's just a little upset about just his condition. Just say it. Yeah. What is <laughs> this? This is a preamble dwarf. to Twilight. Yeah. And, and Kate Beckinsale's still wearing like hospital scrubs. Like she's a nurse or like a doctor. No, no. That's just her artist clothes. Oh, right. <laughs> probably. Did they have, if they had skulls on them, then she they're. She just like stole it from the hospital. Like this is artsy. <laughs> this is going to work. It's what she wears to paint, I guess. Yeah. It's I like, guess. This, this, this is my new lucky yeah. <laughs> no, but can we talk about this baby? Uh, like this is Oh yeah, it's it's This a, thing is worse than American Sniper. This is like oh, okay, It's okay. clearly just like a bundle of blankets. It looks like a log. <laughs> Maybe they got log ladies log mm. from uh, mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Well, I don't recall ever even seeing like a face. I don't think you ever saw the skin, face while anything. she's holding it. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, when when Matthew McConaughey returns to, I guess Gary Oldman's chalet. <laughs> that was my favorite movie. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey returns. 
he he uh, talks to Kate Beckinsale about the baby, and she says he's getting big and strong, and it's like no, the baby looks fucking same. It hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, at it looks all. identical. Like it's, it's you know. I don't Do know we ever much... see a baby? You see an yeah, insert see shot of like yeah, its face of, of another, uh, an older, much older baby. Uh, maybe I, I, I don't know. I don't I even can't know. Remember, if you... I don't know if I'm thinking of the same movie. Watched it a few days ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you just see yeah. her holding like a bundled up. Uh, rock or log or something like that yeah, yeah. but it's really it's a heart-wrenching scene the one back in, in the oh, loft sure. of yeah. matthew mcconaughey leaving because he's just like clearly i'm making this worse i'm making <laughs> it harder for him and 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 you uh what's their son's name damien's uh, <laughs> sorry no, not Damien. vincent. vincent vincent yeah and it's just it's it breaks my heart because she she she's so sad and she's like, I, there's something in her that like knew that he was going to do this. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, yeah, it's hard, but you leaving is not going to make it any easier. And then he leaves like a deadbeat dad. He's, he's intentionally being an asshole. Well, yeah. And and like April, you said on her watching this, like, how many how many deadbeat dads have pulled this thing? It's like, I'm going to be an (laughs) asshole for like two scenes. And then like, you know, you guys would just be better off without yeah, me because yeah, I'm an asshole. Because I'm making it harder. But like, uh, I think that it all comes down to Matthew McConaughey clearly was ashamed of his family and mm-hmm. where he came in, from. In even denial. though, yeah. yeah, even though in the the early scene he shows up to the uh, you know the earlier event and he's just like, hi, you know, it's my feel like he seems so cool with it, but he clearly is not because he didn't want to have a child and then once he has a child he's like too ashamed to even take care of it to even deal with the situation it's like this is like his like pathos yeah, yeah. I guess he's, a, he's supposed to be the antagonist of the film but it feels like such an afterthought it doesn't start off that way no yeah true. you have to walk on tiptoes around him or oh set ouch. him off yes well yeah, I think he's just an asshole dad because yeah. like mm-hmm. you know That's I think insane. he's you know he's, all babies cry he's using the dwarf thing as like an excuse exactly <laughs> it's just like okay I think you'd be you'd be better off raising this baby on your and own and if anything well, I'm gonna go back to my my bachelor pad yeah he yeah. he at least knows about the about this world. He should be. Yeah. He's putting it all on her, which is uh, really unfair. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I I sort of feel like real life blends in so much into this movie because they wrote him as the antagonist later on because he mm-hmm. had four other movies to do. And that's yeah, why he's just like, to disappear him, from the set. Got to get him out of this movie. Um, uh, can can yeah. I go uh, back to like um, so the the. One of the other sexy scenes mm-hmm. that I find so disturbing is Kate Beckinsale <laughs> says, have you ever been involved with a little person sexually? That's right. Oh, I remember this Oh, scene. yeah, okay. And, right, and right. Matthew McConaughey responds, and Kate Beckinsale says, you had a circle jerk with a bunch of little people? I, w- <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. He goes, just kid stuff. Well, you know? well, yeah. yeah, but she says, I would have loved to have seen that. And then, then he's like, yeah, you would have loved to have seen that. And then they start making out. <sighs> That's gross. It's so gross. It's inappropriate. And like the music's swelling. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like super emotional, like field of dreams style music. <laughs> That's how you know this is supposed the entire to be. Movie. Meanwhile, you're like skin is crawling. Yeah. Or that was supposed to at least be kind of tongue in cheek. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, got his tongue in her cheek. It's like, I, I, I'm trying to think of the sound mixers, you know, her like mixing the music and the audio <laughs> for the movie. And they just decide to like mix the sound just that little bit louder than the dialogue. Uh, Cause it's so terrible. 
Well, speaking of this sound, uh, this is oh. a rarity, but I mean, first of all, we rented this on iTunes. It's four by three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Disappointing. I, Disgusting. Yeah, right off the bat, it was like, oh, is this a, was this a TV movie? I have no idea. And then the sound mix, I, I, is, I didn't have any issues, but McConaughey kind of... It's like little whispering scenes when he and Kate Beckinsale are Kate in bed Beckinsale together. Kate Beckinsale is impossible to hear. And they're, you know, just facing each other in bed and kind of whisper talking. We had to turn on subtitles twice. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there was a point where April's just like, just leave them on. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it, we kept turning them on and off per scene, but I was just, eh, it's helping me. I, I can't <laughs> understand. I, it, like, oh, his son's name is Vincent. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. It's funny, though, that you said, like, you didn't have too much. Uh, too many issues with the, di- the like the dialogue or the like the, hearing the it. sound mixing. Yeah. But like I had like major issues with <laughs> with the jump jumping between onset like recorded dialogue and ADR. Mm-hmm. And there's some oh, really okay, bad okay. ADR going yep. on. And I looked at the credits and it's like ADR looping by Voices Anonymous. <laughs> That's the name of the company. It's like, it's like the equivalent of Alan Smithy. <laughs> <laughs> Like ADR. We did so bad. We yeah. don't want our name on this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, no. the conclusion of the movie is uh, after McConaughey leaves, Kay Beckinsale really has nowhere to go. So she goes and finds Rolf, who, by the way, is Gary Oldman's name. Wait, did, did uh, she's got that, that big loft? McConaughey no. didn't kick her out of the loft. Well, I thought it was her loft, but who knows? What if no, he was no, like. No, she, well, so didn't she? She went to stay with Gary Oldman. Yeah, she kind of shows up at his yeah. like kind of. Yeah, but who's at the or, loft? I don't know. And and he says you can stay as long as you want. Right, because he's broken up with his. Uh, oh, his, maybe his... he did kick them out. That's even worse. Oh. Yeah, he's like, I, I think you'd be better for the both of you if you if weren't you, around. If you me leave, yeah. and I don't want to know where you're gonna go. So she goes up to there and. Um, Goodbye, artist career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she's got to put it aside to be a mom, oh. and so Peter, <laughs> but just for a while, <laughs> but Peter Dinklage and. Pers- Trisha Arquette are up. It seems it's like his cottage, and uh, there there's trouble in paradise with them. They've been together. I, looks like I don't know, maybe nine months a year, probably probably since she got pregnant, and they're fighting because he he says something like bad about like the women's liberation front or something. Okay. Yeah, he's like, oh, I thought you say you wanted to be a feminist, but uh, why aren't you paying the check or something, something like that. By the way, much better accent than uh, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> and they like storm, so 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 they break up and they they storm out, and then Gary Oldman's like, oh, they fight all the time. Uh. So uh, basically, there's like. Like five minutes of the movie left and uh, she's hanging out with Gary Oldman for I'm guessing a week or two who knows and Matthew McConaughey shows up and he's like I'm getting help I'm seeing a therapist I want to be a part of what's his name I think Vincent's he's, Vince, life. no he life. said something like I'm trying to be the man mm-hmm. that you want me to be or something like Which that makes no sense I like how you say yeah. like there's, there's five minutes of the movie left and it's kind of <laughs> like they have five minutes of shooting time left yeah <laughs> We gotta finish. It's like, man, gotta I, I gotta be on the set of uh, Fair, Failure to <laughs> Launch true. Three. He, he just jumps in and then he leaves. He goes, and I gotta go. Which yeah. one? Which one is this? Oh, hey, Gary Oldman. All right, this is the midget one. I mean, it is good that he's like he's trying to put an effort in, but it's a little half baked. And she's like, No, I can't rely. I can't rely on you yeah. for mm-hmm. any kind of support right now. I don't trust you. Neither would I. And he goes, Okay, and leaves. And le- no, when he says to Gary Oldman as he's leaving. Love my child. Is that what he says? Yes. Oh my, that's cool. And, that's and, great. Which is I read it on the subtitles, otherwise I wouldn't be able to hear. Which it. is kind of a segue into the scene where Kate Beckinsale comes down with the see-through dressing gown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. see her tits. 
And, uh, and uh, Gary Oldman sitting on the couch with the baby. Oh, and his and he's little, like, oh, little you, you can go back to sleep. His little puppet legs. He just went yeah. in and took the baby who was fussing and said, like, oh, I'll take him for yeah. a while. And I think that was, you see her face, her reaction. She's like, you know, and like this is what a, what a, a, dad, a does? dad does or, or something. A loving partner. Yeah. And then he's like sitting on the, the couch with his little puppet legs yeah. with the baby yeah. and he's singing Rainbow, Rainbow Connection. Connection. <laughs> It's not easy being green. <laughs> is the return of the puppet legs, and then, those are my favorite yeah. lyrics from Rainbow Connection. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, so he goes down. They go have a nice scene outside. They look at the stars, and he sets uh, up like a little fire. Pit. Yeah, it's like a bonfire. Is it a little, hey, is it a little fire pit? It's a, it's a little fire pit. It's a cool setup. He's got a nice pad. He's got a nice I don't blame, pad. I don't blame her for wanting to yeah. live there. Hey, by the way, so you were saying five minutes to go in the movie. This is yeah. the first time you like, realize what Gary Oldman does for a living. Oh, yeah. He's you like don't a writer. find that out. I don't think... Unless oh, he right. explained yeah. it earlier. Yeah, he mentioned... Isn't he like a magazine writer or something? Yeah, or gets, he says, like articles. Oh, I'm and, syndicated. And, yeah, like, yeah. This oh, magazine. I thought blah, you were blah, saying blah. he was like a novelist. Like a famous no, novelist. No, like he writes articles for, for newspapers or something like that. Something that... Like, should have been clearer earlier in the movie. Yeah, I guess. character development at, in the last five minutes. Yeah, the five minutes of the movie. But yeah, I don't remember what the dialogue is, but Kate Beckinsale leans in, kisses him. No, she says, uh, you know, it's Rolf. It's it's okay if you want to kiss him. Oh, me. that's right. Which is the ultimate, like, I'm not even really into this. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's okay <laughs> if you want to kiss me. It's like, no, if you wanted to kiss that person. You just kiss them? You kiss them, yeah. You know, it's okay if you want to, like, do some stuff at me. <laughs> you know, if you Rolf, it's okay. do o- some stuff to me, and I'll just uh, look You know, up. Rolf, it's okay if you want to wear my lucky hat. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny. So I'm watching the movie, and like this is like three minutes. There are three minutes left, and I started writing like notes. And mm-hmm. I wrote, "Wouldn't it have been? I would have been impressed if Gary Oldman and Kate Beckinsale decided to get together and make out." And they do. Yeah, and, and that's the do. end of the movie. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of impressed by how odd and weird that is. Maybe my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, have you noticed that all the relationships in this movie are, other than Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale, are uh, tall person and little person? There's no really like, I mean, other than like the parents, it's like there's a there's a lot of like, is that try, are they trying to say something? <laughs> well, you know, like they're the, just like us. Like well, Gary Oldman's blonde bimbo girlfriend, right? Like, she has like the guy who who bursts in is just That's like, right. oh, you're you know, you're driving me crazy. I love you. You know, he's a tall person, and then the David Allen Greer, the Patricia Arquette, and right. uh, Peter Dinklage. Um, you know, the the relationship at the end. Is it just trying to say that, like, look, like, they're not these people that are con- constrained into their own environment. And right, own, right. Yeah. And, and only, you know, procreate with their own people. Exactly, yeah. There's all kinds of uh, different variations, and they should be a part of our society because we're all the same. Yeah. I, I, think, that's, I think that's what they're going for. You know, with the, uh, you know I, was, I, I would hope there's that much thought put into it. I was <laughs> yeah. reading up on the director, and uh, his goal for the movie was that <laughs> this is like a quote that he wanted a raucous comedy with short people fucking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was so like, bizarre. After watching but, the movie, and then you read that quote, that, that it's was like, so crap. That was like when he was eight, like 18. Yeah, and, that's right. and, and the script wasn't written, and production didn't start till like 30 years later. Right. So he wrote that like when he was like. 18 years old. It's so weird. Yeah, it's just bizarre. There it should just, be a movie like that. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like his, this last, movie. his last movie. And so like I was reading some of the IMDb trivia 
and like Jim and I <laughs> were talking about this today. Like, you, it looks like the director wrote some of these uh, as just sort of like jabs at yeah, the producers. Yeah, it's all like wacky, like goofy. You know, there's the uh, I, so one of them is Gary Oldman often made his famous moose soup for the cast and crew and insisted everybody eat it instead of the provided catering. Jesus, moose. Yeah. Uh, he claimed it awoke the machines within needed for his once-in-a-lifetime performance. Wow. Does that mean that it gives you gas? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> the machines moose within. Soup? Um, I don't think I've ever eaten moose. That sounds like Moose is thing. very, very gamey and fatty. Yeah. <laughs> what, is it, wasn't there like, so, like methamphetamine? Yeah, mm. so there's one. Uh, okay, the film was over budget due to full throttle spending by producer Burt Krassler. Full throttle. <laughs> Large quantities of sushi, Tito's brand vodka, and allegedly methamphetamines all made the list. Wow. That's I, I guess. I guess I'm not rich enough for Tito's brand vodka. I've never heard of it. So I assume <laughs> oh, it's high end. Tito's is like, around and no, it's not high end. No. Is okay. it handmade vodka? Is it yeah, Tito's? It's, it's mid-range. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. It's so, below Grey Goose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they probably like, just bought bought it in crates. Uh, I, meth, I, I, so, and I, I, we read this. I was like, Colin, does that is that meth? Yeah. And he was like, yes, that's crack. That's not, that's no, not, it's you not know, crack. It's, it's, it's crack meth. and meth are different. Yeah, meth is meth and crack is crack. Well, uh, they both, think, like, they both they get you amped. They all come from the same thing, which no, is like No, crack speed. is cocaine. Uh, uh, meth is made by Walter White. Meth, meth, yeah, meth is made from like like pharmaceutical. Yeah, like it's, all, it's all chemicals. Clearly, I don't know, but they got they got a cook on set um, to make. Uh... <laughs> I don't think this sounds like something. So, okay, it was made up. The story goes when uh, it premiered at Sundance. Jesus. Uh, can, like, can you imagine that? The 150-minute <laughs> no. cut premiered at Sundance. Oh, so maybe it was better. And then they invited the director up on stage, and he just went on a huge rant about the producers and how he got fucked over and fired from the production. Right. Um, and then he says, like, the producers were practically running up on stage to pull him off before oh, he, could, right, yeah. before he like, could finish. Shut up, yeah. And uh, uh, he was like, actually, Gary Oldman paid for my ticket to Sundance so I could actually do that so I could get up oh, on stage wow. because I think he was probably pissed off too that the yeah. uh, they'd been cut down to like 90 minutes or but you, you sort of figure Gary Oldman like goes deep in every role right like mm-hmm. like, like Daniel Daly this sort of style yeah right. he but clearly like, cared yeah you know? he just doesn't maybe have as good taste but but no. in you this I think he's completely on board well for, uh, now we're getting to the point that Justin always sort of covers is what was your favorite part jim you go <laughs> what was uh, your favorite part okay there, there, there are two parts like i have a favorite line from the movie mm-hmm. maybe i'll say that first because it's sure. terrible um <laughs> gary oldman freaking out in the party after he's gotten into mm-hmm. like a fight with peter dinklish's character mm-hmm. screams out i'm a fucking fart <laughs> <laughs> i remember that and yeah. i didn't know what he was getting at yeah I, I, he's <laughs> ram- rambling like 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 a crazy person but um no, my favorite part about this movie, and it has a lot of integrity, is Gary Oldman's performance. I don't think it's like 100%. I, well, I assumed that would be yours. And it's get, not what I'm saying. But, but, but I, I was just going to say, like, yeah. it's it's consistent up until the chalet scene, but I guess time is supposed to have passed. Like, it sort of feels like three years later or something like that. But it's like any time he was on screen and delivering his lines and, like... You know, his accent. It's very genuine. Shoddy. It's not yeah. like a, it's not a showy. If he wasn't playing a dwarf the, the, on his knees, the problem is I can't even hear what he's saying because yeah. I'm thinking about how he's on his knees. <laughs> right, right, right. And and I and Gary Oldman is never one to give a bad performance. No, he's no, like no. an Oscar-winning actor. Yeah, even what he. he um, yeah. But I can't, I can't, I can't get through because I'm looking <laughs> at how 
how ridiculous he looks. And there's even a, a, a shot where you actually see his leg. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he was turning around at some party, and you kind of catch a glimpse of his leg coming up. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was wondering if... I didn't know it was Gary Oldman in this movie if I would have known it was him going in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, going in, like he, maybe he, I would have figured it halfway through. He, he's or, like a chameleon. He, yeah, he's, he gets into I mean, in those glasses really help to like... If he didn't just look so much like Jim Gordon. That's he, true. You know? Exactly. That, that's a giveaway. Uh, if I yeah. saw it when I was younger before I'd seen a lot of Gary Oldman movies, I would have no idea. Yeah. But I don't think... If you, if you didn't know who he was and you saw the movie, you'd probably catch on at some point. But yeah. uh, you'd probably think you wouldn't realize, oh, this is a person walking on his knees. Exactly, yeah. But and, another, until maybe yeah. The, the scene with him Another problem with his character is that he doesn't, like, grow or change at all. No, which he's is probably, really passive yeah. through the whole thing. Which mm-hmm. and He's he, just kind of around. Again, he's. I thought he was supposed to be the main character, but he's just mm-hmm. kind of, like, so subdued through the whole thing. He's, but but the, yeah. that was your... your Good thing. Oh, we're like grasping at straws for these things. Well, my favorite thing was P- Peter Dinklage. No. <laughs> he's just so good. And uh, he even he's good in this bad movie, in this very corny role, yeah. who is like, how, do a terrible accent, who and his character is like a bit of a shit. And, yeah. But, you know. He, Less of a shit than Gary, or, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Absolutely. Yes. But he sees this girl on the side of the road, and he's like, hmm. And he picks her up, and they have this kind of whirlwind romance, and they have this like parallel movie that's happening underneath the main movie. Yeah. And it, they it, could have their own film. Yeah, and you know what? It has like a, like a beginning, middle, and an end, even there's, if it's on the sidelines. There's some good lines that they have. It, it's like, She's like, well, why don't we get married when they're sitting at the wedding? And he's like, yeah. no, marriage turns like lovers into relatives or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's got some real big ideas yeah, about everything. Yeah. He's always like philosophizing. You wonder and... if he like added to the script, you know? That was... I, I know. But he's just, he's magnetic. Yeah. Uh, he's he's wonderful. I wish the movie was about him. And if mm. not, I wish he was playing the Gary Oldman character. He yeah. should have been. Who hopefully had a better, in my yeah. mind, would have had a better character. He should have been the lead. Ralph. And I think. He's it, probably the, closer in age to Matthew McConaughey. He <laughs> yeah. to be his twin. I yeah, agree. he's probably very young in this movie. Totally agree. But yeah, uh, yeah it kind of got shit on. I think Peter Dinklage recently even has like defended this movie. Oh, really? I was yeah, defended ask. the like, casting. I wonder what like present day Peter Dinklage <sighs> would think of the director's now cut. You know he's. Because he doesn't Probably. have to, he doesn't have to like. But you think like on set, like nowadays, and you look at all the shit that movies get for like you know whitewashing or you know yeah. this and that. Yeah. Uh, but you think like being Gary Oldman on set, what you know when he's at that party or something, when he's yeah. surrounded by all these little people actors, what they're thinking. Sure, it, you know it, what I mean. It, and at the same rate, he gives such a good performance. I he, mean, he does. I think I read that the little people, the general on set, were like, "Whoa, Gary Oldman!" Like they were, they were okay with it. I, right. I think yeah. that they could understand it because none of them were at that level of fame. Yeah, but. But that's happening all the time with uh, with whitewashing in Hollywood, and yeah. now, but but this was early two thousands. Yeah, it's a di- it, it really it wasn't it was a, it was a different about, time. I, I know, but the, the the shame is that they completely rewrote this character to to barely even be in it to the point where it's like, well, then you should have just cast a little person, or maybe because he was it would just, have helped. Maybe he was just cut out. Yeah, 
But it'd be like some comparison online was like, you know, it'd be like Gary Oldman showing up in blackface, like on a set. Yeah. Yeah. And a black exploitation movie. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, actual like black actors going, what the hell? Yeah. It's like if if Gary Oldman played Willow, Ron Howard, George Lucas, Willow. I would would watch that movie. I would watch that. But I think Warwick Davis did a great job. He should have been in. In tiptoes. Well, the the guy that played uh, uh, no, uh no, not it was in one of the little people that was at the party. It was in a bunch of scenes. Was Howard the Duck? <laughs> oh. Really? Yeah. Now I'm get. It sounded like it was like the 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 body and the voice. Although it could have been a different voice for hmm. all I know. But uh, was he one of the main characters? In the in tiptoes, yeah, he was the guy who I thought was Danny Woodburn, but was not. Oh, he was the guy that they were trying to set up <laughs> with Thumbelina. Had a goatee. Yeah, um, yeah, he was he was hanging out with Thumbelina. Yeah, Thumbelina uh, is from Total Recall. She has got like kind of uh, super blonde, blonde hair, mm-hmm. long blonde hair. I think she uh, died recently, actually. She did, like yeah. a year uh, or two ago. It, yeah, it was a I actually show. saw her at uh, TIFF. Speaking of ah. TIFF, years ago at the Ants premiere, it was like that oh, CGI movie right. Ants. Yeah, yeah. Was she in Ants? I know, and um, so I got like tickets uh, to the premiere. It was like Roy Thompson Hall, mm-hmm. and then there was like an after party, and I was like a huge Total Recall fan, and then saw her just sort of mm-hmm. walking by at the party, and I told like my friend Kyle, like, "Holy shit, there's Thumbelina from It'd be Total Recall!" Oh, wow. So cool if you got a picture with her or something. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Just too bad. Well, would you guys recommend this movie? Um, I'm gonna have to say yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say no because when you hear about it, it sounds like the most outrageous yeah. thing like you've ever heard of. But then you kind of realize that Gary Oldman's really not a character and it's just it's a very dull movie I found. Yes. Um now we had had some drinks and I think that this movie might be a two drink minimum. Mm. Um or is that how we're whatever. Did we rate um, movies now? Is that how we're doing? No, but I'm just saying I think it helped me kind of how it helped me appreciate the movie and not just be weirded out or annoyed by it but i do kind of feel like it's a like seeing is believing even though a lot of it is is very sad definitely yeah because it's a heavy drama yeah. you know about this <laughs> what eventually becomes like a broken home but you just it's, it's it's quite the it's, it's just it's it's a thing to see well listening yeah. to you you guys talk about it and we're all commenting on you know this so many aspects of bad in this film. If I was listening to this podcast, I'd be like, I, I might have to check this movie out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to going in cold. Because going in right. cold, it just feels like effort and work. Oh god. Yeah. It, you I know, feel like well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, going yeah. cold. <laughs> right. Going cold. I mean, it's one of those things like I won't recommend it. Yeah. But if you want to watch it. Yeah. If you're like hung over on the couch on a Sunday afternoon. It is something to see. And it's a merciful 90 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. even though we were saying the so many problems come from everything they cut out, that 90 minutes went by really fast. Yeah, I think yeah. because it's just they because they've crammed so much in there. You're just like, what? What? Yeah. Uh, it's over? It, like, it, it, For it, sure. It was over in the blink of an eye. Yeah. If, this is a, if I had to sit through 150 minutes of this, I, I, no, I don't think no. I could have done it. I don't it. think so. No. No, it's 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 so scissored to death and it's cuts <laughs> and it's so quick. It's like old Harvey Harvey Scissorhands Weinstein <laughs> got hold of it. Oh God, it was this shreds. a Weinstein? No, no, that was uh, that's his nickname was Scissorhands because he would. Uh, that's vulgar. What? No, <laughs> it's not. No, he has scissor hands because he would he would take the movie away from directors mm. and then cut mm. cut it to shreds. Oh. Go, ah, we gotta cut it down to 90 minutes. It, it's so funny after seeing this. I, th- I think it could lose another 30 minutes, to be honest. <laughs> well, just it's cut like, out like 
all of well, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> kind You're of, gonna say the so, little people. No, stuff. I was gonna say Gary Oldman because he's not a character anyway. But then yeah. the, the ending wouldn't make sense. So it's no, man, like, that's the draw. Know, just cut out everything except the Matthew McConaughey scenes. Yeah. So it it's just, just just add some more Matthew McConaughey from like Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just he's just such a. It's like yeah. what, is, what am I watching this movie with this asshole guy? Yeah. There, there was a movie called Frailty where he actually played yeah, a serial right. killer, directed oh, by directed by Bill Paxton. Oh. Oh, and, yeah. and Bill Paxton's in it too. I haven't seen that since uh, I was It was a actually kid. really good. It yeah. was Bill Paxton's, I think, directorial debut. But isn't mm. Matthew McConaughey only in like the wraparound story? Like he's not really in the whole movie. No. I think the whole movie is like a flashback. It's a flashback to McConaughey. Oh, right. Okay. As a kid. But it mm. hey, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, but check say, it out. It was good. <laughs> I want to say he plays the dad in the flashback. No, Bill Paxton does. Really? Yes. That's really? So bizarre. Or was it Dennis Quaid? I no, always get those Dennis two Quaid. confused. Mm. Uh, oh, anyway. Bill Paxton, R.I.P. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you want to email us, you can email us at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at no such thing pod uh, and you can uh, tweet at me at April Mansky or follow me and uh, also consider joining the Patreon if you would like to. Every two weeks we have a bonus episode uh, that is a shorter version on some movie. We just talked about the very disappointing Hobbs and Shaw if you want to check Boo. that out. Um, and More like uh, Hobbs and Boo. Hobbs and Blah. No, mm. terrible. But uh, <laughs> there's a, a whole back catalog there, and we have a bad movie lottery draw. If you want to pick a movie as well, consider uh, rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Um, Jim, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at 1JCMaxwell. Um, I, uh, I post like art and movie stuff, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just kind of whatever I'm feeling at the time. And uh, it's uh, people say it's fun to look at. The reviews are uh, out of this world for well, your Twitter you. lately. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do try. Your Twitter's on fire. On fire. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like the reviews for Interstellar. They're uh, out of this world. Oh, yeah. That would be Gene's Shallot's review. It's uh, <laughs> out of this world. I'm Gene Shallot. This was dreadful fun. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Oh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, oh, yeah. And people can find me on Twitter as well at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And uh, uh, Jim, our, our best of the worst just came out today. That's true. It's, uh, it was a lot of fun. and I it, think, was fun. Uh, it was fun watching it. Three horrible movies. It's like the funny, the funny thing is you don't, it's so long from when we film it to when it comes out mm-hmm. that I pretty much forget everything. Uh, absolutely. Happens. Yeah, it's like seeing it for the first time. It is. Yeah. But yeah, great episode. Uh, check it out at uh, Red Letter Media on YouTube. And uh, I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, thank you again, Jim, for oh, being on welcome. the show. I'd love yeah, to have you first on again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm April Edmansky. I'm Colin Cunningham. And I'm Jim Maxwell. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie.